0: every month i'd have to do a, a pregnancy test for accutane and she'd be like come in and take your pee test and every month i'd be like why wow, you're really reminding me that i'm just not doing it with anybody." driving 20 minutes to go pee in a cup that i'm like the only way this is going to happen is if i'm literally the virgin married looks like you've officially entered the group chat with your best friends. My name is Ali Pintucci, and this is the unfiltered podcast, the place where we leave the heavily filtered world of social media to talk about anything and everything uncensored. From personal wellness to entrepreneurship, spirituality, sex, surviving breakups, and hilarious girl talk in between, this is the space for important conversations that women should be having with their best friends. So pour yourself a glass of Of whatever makes you feel good, sit back and join me as I navigate adulthood with real, unfiltered conversations. (laughs) Hi.
1: (laughs) (laughs) The cute clap. Cue the cute clap.
0: (laughs) That's how we know it started. So we've started. Welcome to the show. (laughs) I love technology. We're in the we're live from the budget recording studio <laughs> that we've set up. Um, how are you?
1: Hmm. <laughs>
0: this feels like a loaded question. It's <laughs> <As> early. As <laughs> yeah, like, how much time
1: you got? How much time you yeah. got? Uh, I'm doing well. I'm feeling I'm feeling really good though. I'm I'm, uh, I'm in my peace. My body's feeling healthy, mind, heart. All the things. It's just, it's, it's wonderful to be fucking human. So,
0: yeah, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. Um, you guys, Brendan is down in Mexico right now, and that's actually the place where we met. What six, mm-hmm. seven months ago now? Yeah. Um, I was in Tulum taking some photos, living my best life. You plopped into my world. <laughs> <laughs> we had a great afternoon. I actually took some some brand photos for Brendan, and then. Yeah, I just felt like you were such an easy person to connect to. And the energies just felt so like light and fun and playful. Um, and I'm big on like sarcasm and bantering and just being totally open. And one thing I will say about you, like my my first impression of you was I just felt so calm and safe. And for me, that's not an easy thing for me, I like walk around with like, I'm always like kind of looking around to be like, what's this person's deal? Or like, you know, kind of always like sussing out the scene to be like, "Mm, can I, can I kind of just be myself here? But I honestly, like you walked into the room and I was like, wow, that's so refreshing. Mm
1: -hmm. No, thank you. That's essentially that, that means more to me than anything just to hear that. Like, I hope just to be a, calming to nervous systems essentially like anything that i do like work wise friends wise being a son um, cousin all the things i just want people to feel safe like around me because that's ultimately what i'm seeking too so i'm really happy that you felt that
0: and it's so important with your work so in the few hours that we spent together i actually just realized i'm like wow there's so many layers too there's so many things to uncover and you actually like do so much you're traveling you're working with plant medicine you're leading retreats you're talking to people about tantra and sexuality you're like doing a bajillion things so anyways this episode's about you why don't you tell us a little bit (laughs) about who you are and what you're up to and yeah like kind of why you're existing these days what you're facilitating
1: yeah um well Loaded um, question. I know. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> um, it's um, yeah. I'm just. I'm a little bit of everything, and and so much of nothing, as I like to say. Uh, um, I wear many hats, and I love them all. Um, I'm and to elaborate more on that. Um, I I feel. Many people get caught up in the the term you gotta find your purpose and you have to find that one thing and then do that one thing till the fucking wheels fall off. And I'm Thank like God, I hate that. I'm like, fucking why? Like yeah. why? Like why can't I do everything? Like what's the saying go? Like the the old age old quote, like uh, Jack of all trades, master of none. But I believe the rest of it is um uh a master of one or I rather, what is it? I'd rather be a I master. I know what you're talking about. I yeah, actually I, didn't
0: know the whole quote until yeah. I saw someone was like, did you know this is the rest of it? Now people are going to be like, shut yeah. up. Like, you're annoying a, a me. Master, a
1: master <laughs> of all is better than a no master a ma- of none. Master of none. Something like that. <laughs> some shit. Y'all can, who listen to this, y'all can look it up, but read the rest of the quote. Don't just let people take that shit out of context anymore.
0: Wow, you, we're get, poets.
1: You, you get to do everything. You get to do everything and try everything. Um, because that's how I feel about my life. And um, yeah, essentially, like my life is pretty much um, like what I share with people, like in business and stuff. It's literally my path, my journey. You know. Sitting in ceremonies in, in the Amazon in Ecuador and in the mountains in Peru, um, working on a Netflix show as a, as a sexuality coach to, to some of the horn dogs on there who are my friends now. <laughs> uh, so it's, it's like, it's just, I don't know, you know, I, I just wake up every day and what I do find for myself is that um, it's not the thing that I'm, I'm always seeking, it's a feeling. So as long as I have this feeling of, of nurturing, of calmness in my body, like peace, I know that's my purpose. Mm. So just to encapsulate all the things about me, um, yeah, I work with sexuality, um, tantra. Um, I, I dabble deeply in cacao ceremonies. I'm, I've been working with cacao for almost a decade now. It's one of my favorite favorite things and just traveling a big part of my life. Like it's been the best university teaching for me. So essentially my life is like a memoir and then I just teach that to people and it translated into business.
0: Yeah. I love that. I love that. And I feel like there are so many parts of that that I can resonate to. And it is really nice. Like that's one of the things I love about traveling, especially when you're traveling solo is that you really are you really always end up connecting with like, and having these deep connections with like insanely amazing people. Um, Because I just find when I'm by myself and I'm more open, but also more aware, the people that I am connecting with just always feel so cool. Like they always just feel like they're so much more in alignment with like where I'm at. Um, we're going to dive into some spicy topics cause I know people are obviously here to listen to you talk about sex cause we love that. Um, <laughs> but before we dive into that, I do, you touched on ceremonies and I, I feel like a lot of people listening are like, what kind of ceremonies are you fricking talking about here? Yeah. <laughs> like, are you going to a party, like a wedding? Like what, can you tell us a little bit more about what ceremonies are and like different kinds that you do because like you and cacao is like very different than what you're like you're doing in the rainforest maybe so yeah talk to us a little bit about that
1: yeah so um when i anytime i say ceremony it's um anything that's um an intentional time block and um (laughs) (laughs) an intentional time block like there's no bells and whistles like ceremony is a very catch trendy word nowadays and Um, via indigenous teachings, indigenous medicines, and things of that nature. Um, I, like I said, like I'm a jack of all trades, so I I dabble. Like I love to um, experience things. So it could be um, ayahuasca, um, San Pedro, huashuma, um, tobacco, cacao, uh, peyote. And um, I like to try things at least once and to have that experience. And so when I'm sitting in ceremony, I, I'm guided by really talented and um, uh, maestros, maestras in the jungle from indigenous teachers, wisdom keepers. So uh, for me, my, my biggest thing is um, bridging ancient wisdom with just modern day life, uh, because we can't take everything from the past just because we're in 2022, you know, like,
0: mm-hmm. like our
1: ancestors didn't have Instagram. They didn't have TikTok. They didn't have all that. So we're Thank doing God. the best that we can. I know. <laughs> I know. Well, well they post like a picture of like a rock. but <laughs> like <rock>. also
0: <laughs> like it's tragic enough to look back at like our Facebook albums and statuses. Oh, I'm God. like, can you stop reminding me about how depressed I was eleven years ago? <laughs> like I'm not interested. That's in the past.
1: <laughs> I know, like the emo music and all that, like, oh, Allie Ali is no, no.
0: alone on Friday sad about something like jesus christ why i know
1: so embarrassing (laughs) yeah yeah so ceremony is just simple that i just go to these cultures and i've been doing it i've been traveling for about um 11 years consistently now and and it's been my biggest teaching and a big part of these cultures that i go to are is sitting in ceremony so i just like to partake and just you know experience my heart opening
0: I am so curious about ayahuasca. I think we we probably talked about about this. We, we did, and you told me you were deathly
1: afraid of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> because here's my thing, I think the concept of it, hearing people's stories. There's so many people in my in my circle who have had these incredible experiences at ceremonies, and the idea of that, I'm like holy shit, that's so cool. Like, I want this. Like, Mm -hmm. maybe this could be something that could help me really dive into those subconscious blocks that I have or like help me explore things. And there's this other part of me, like maybe if I do that, I'll be healed. You know, I think that's why a lot of people maybe like the idea of attempting to go down that route. But at the same time, I have this, and this is going to be a very graphic description of what I feel like ayahuasca is. Because when I think about it, (laughs) I just think I'm in this like rundown camp somewhere outside and there's maybe like a white, like canopy, like in the corner. And we're like sitting in like rows of people on the floor. And for some reason, all I could just think about is people running around scream puking and like shitting in buckets, like having these like (laughs) life exorcisms.
1: (laughs) Jesus Christ, Allie. I know.
0: (laughs) I'm sorry. (laughs) I just, in my head, I'm like, and the one thing that maybe stops me from doing it to be like, is me thinking like, I don't want to be one of those people. Like, I feel like it's not like private enough. Like I don't feel safe. And then I'm like, maybe I'm not ready to be doing it. Yeah. <laughs> ayahuasca.
1: If you ask me, like just by imagining that you're absolutely ready. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I, I I hear that. And that's the thing. A lot of people get caught up when We spoke about this in person. Um, it's like you can't you can't listen to other people's stories, you know, like it's your own experience. And for me, me going into ceremonies, the plant medicines, I, I'm never going in saying that I'm broke. Fix me. Mm. I'm never going into that. And that's that to me. That's the game changer with any ceremony because right. I'm going in to meet the spirit that's attached to the medicine as I'm just here just for an experience, no expectations.
0: I think I'm afraid to meet the spirit.
1: <laughs> yeah. The I mean, you probably meet assholes every day and you're afraid to meet a spirit that's going to bring love into your life.
0: <laughs> I just feel like I'm going to meet, like I have this, like I have this insane saboteur, uh-huh. like the, It's like that, I call her like a nasty alter ego. She is the meanest, meanest, nastiest bitch.
1: Like Miss Trunchbull from Matilda?
0: Okay, I'm about to say something more offensive than you might have ever heard. I've never seen Matilda. I don't watch movies.
1: How do I end this podcast?
0: but also it's a positive because I'm the best person to hang out with because I've not seen all the movies. So I'm the best person. I'll be like, yeah, I'll watch it. I haven't seen it before. So positive twist on it. Mm-hmm. But I, I just have this feeling that I would like the spirit or the person I'd be, it would be like finally facing that devil. Like, you know, does that make sense?
1: Yeah, definitely. And, um, and then you realize that that thing is you and it's okay. Know, that's the yeah.
0: scariest part of it. You're like, and wow, yes, that, that that's
1: that's the most liberating part, though. Like that's the thing what these these experiences show yeah. you. It's like you're not separate from those things you fear. like you're actually you actually are them, and it's okay to be all of
0: it. So it's time for me to start puking in the jungles way Yeah. <laughs> the thing is too I,
1: I've never I've never um I've never purged. I never like vomited in any ceremony, me personally. Yeah. never. Yeah. Uh, only thing obviously like combo, like frog medicine because you have to, or it's not healthy, you know, It's a, you have to, but i um, scary enough <laughs> when
0: I like start, I feel like, okay, maybe when I'm feeling nauseous or something, I'm like, maybe if I just throw up, I'll feel better. And I think that's the cure to my problems. And as soon as I'm about to throw up, it's like that moment of panic being like, I don't want to do this. Like that. I just feel like ayahuasca would be like nine hours of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's actually not though. It's, it's actually the most beautiful experience ever. And also yeah. it, it depends all you listening to. Um, yeah. Um, don't just like book a, you know, book a ceremony in like the middle of, um, Tulum, Canton,
0: Canton, <laughs>
1: can't, can't Ohio, uh, Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Like, don't just like book random like medicine ceremonies. There is something to be said about you sitting in the place that the medicine actually grows.
0: Right. Like a lot of
1: people don't don't think that.
0: That's that's my next question. Is for the amount of incredible stories I've heard from people in my circle, there's one good story and five or six bad ones and it's like so interesting to me i think i told you about this i have a i have a friend that um had gone down to do a ceremony somewhere in mexico and they they had told her that she had like a demon inside of her and had her do like 10 ceremonies and for me i think like how does someone integrate i feel like you go from this vulnerable state to like even more vulnerable and I don't know, I'm just weary. Like I think Tulum was such an incredible because naturally it is an incredible energy portal given the history of yeah. the land that you're on, but what it's become has actually like I walk around Tulum and when I'm by myself I'm like wow, I feel great. When I'm in the thick of so much of Tulum, I'm actually feel like I'm in Vegas. Um yeah. and I'm very weary of just like I'm riding my bike and hey, come in here and do DMT and I'm like who are you and why are you giving me yeah. DMT? And so again, I'm going down a bit of a, a tangent and I don't mean it to offend anyone, but I think it's so important to talk about like, how do people actually find a reputable place and person mm-hmm. to do a ceremony with?
1: Yeah. Um, I only operate based on word of mouth, like people who I trust dearly. Yeah. I go on their recommendations. I just don't search on the internet. Ayahuasca. Yep. <laughs> You know, it's like I, I'll, I'll I'll use Google to like search best cookies in town, but not ayahuasca.
0: You're not uh, doing an Airbnb yeah. experience for ayahuasca.
1: <laughs> oh God! I know, like I'm, okay. I'm a Yelp, I'm a Yelp this place for the ayahuasca ceremony. No, absolutely Do you doing not. Yelp reviews. Yeah, it's it's based on <laughs> <laughs> just bombing emojis everywhere all around.
0: It's <laughs> oh. me. I wrote the reviews.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah it's it's that's it's true. personal it's personal recommendation um and also it's one of these things too, like literally, like how spirit works when um when you're ready to really receive um it's gonna it's gonna show itself it's gonna mm. it's gonna appear. it's not gonna feel like you have to rush to do it. It's not gonna feel like you have to like you know um squeeze through these obstacles in order to be there like it just yeah. happens
0: organically, yeah, I feel like that's such an important thing to note that I recognize in myself to be like, if I'm feeling any sort of apprehension or tension, it's just not my time to do it. I've kind of just surrendered to the fact that I know when it shows itself and I feel calm and confident and trusted, like in doing the experience, it will just happen, but it's not right now.
1: Yeah, well, it also depends too, <laughs> because if you're if you're a chronic, you know, whatever, it's like- uh, a contract. Yeah, all the, all the acts. Me. If, you, if you're all that, it's like then, Then, like people closest to you, like people who love you deeply, um, let's say for me, it's like, I'm a safe space. You already established this. I'm like, hey, Allie, I'm doing this thing um, in the jungle in 10 months from now. um, You should look into it, you know? Um, You know that I'm safe. You know, I would never put you in a situation that's not safe. I just don't
0: feel the Amazon safe. There's too many snakes, and like, like that maybe just isn't my safe place. I'd be like, where's the hotel?
1: (laughs) I actually experienced more snakes in the city. In human form, isn't it? I, I trust the snakes <laughs> in the jungle. What about the snakes that are humans?
0: <laughs> I'm like, hold on. I'm tripping on drugs and there's like animals around me. I'm like, I don't know. You know,
1: you know, that's the best part. Like that's, that's what I mean. Like sitting with the medicine in places that yeah. it grows because the sounds of the nature actually enhances the experience and makes you feel safer because those, so those animals live by the medicine. So yeah, just anybody listening, if you're on that journey of seeking, um, don't go to Target looking for an ayahuasca ceremony. Like <laughs> just like hit hit somebody up that you deeply deeply trust, and not somebody who's super strung out on on plant medicines. Because what I've seen a lot too, and um, and just being super honest, is that I see people who had let's say a big party background. They used to do like ecstasy, this this blah blah blah, and then now they're like a spiritual shaman, and, and now they're like in ceremonies all the time. And to me, it's the same shit when they were like clubbing doing medicines. I'm doing uh, ecstasy and Mollies and stuff. Now I've been doing ayahuasca and psilocybin and that. So don't go to those people is my recommendation as well because um, you want to go to somebody who says that they've experienced this and they feel super grounded because that means because most of the work happens not in the ceremony, it's after the ceremony integration.
0: Mm. Okay. And what if people are in circles not like you and I that actually have no friends, they've never talked about it like they have, I guess they go to you. Now they go to your website and that's it. Yeah.
1: Email me, email you. Like we know somebody who knows somebody who knows somebody. That's the way it yeah. works. You know? <laughs> now they know.
0: E- email us. Don't go to Yelp. Don't. You don't
1: no, I don't do it. To Yelp, Target, Walmart, none of the places.
0: Oh my gosh. And then you're super obsessed with cacao. Okay. I'm going to be honest. I had cacao one time with our mutual friend, Andy. She mm-hmm. did a beautiful cacao ceremony for a girlfriend's birthday. Here I was thinking like I was going to be drinking some Nestle hot cocoa. Let me tell you, I almost passed out.
1: <laughs> you know what that means? It means your heart's closed. Don't play it. Don't you're play not it. the first person I'm, to tell I'm, me I'm that. Playing, playing. I will
0: literally agree.
1: I'm joking. I'm joking. No, it's super it's super um, isn't it fascinating though that pure chocolate, pure cacao, it's super bitter. And it's, they call it the heart medicine, indigenous people. It's the heart medicine. That
0: yeah, made me sick. But, but it's
1: bitter. <laughs> like, what have we been taught in our culture? That sweet is for the heart. Oh, it's this and that. Actually, things that are very bitter is the best things for your heart, which is very ironic to me. So, um, yeah, it's very bitter. And I'm, I'm glad you didn't pass out. And it, it definitely did some work on you, probably.
0: <laughs> I was sitting there being like, does anyone else feel this? Like, just instant rush to the head being like, should I stand up? Should I, like what's going on? I'm like, are we allowed to put sugar in this? Can we add some oat milk? Like, Don't you
1: dare put sugar in I it? I was milk. just
0: like, I have to sit here and pretend that I like it. And it felt like a six liter cup. <laughs> <I'm pretending. laughs> I was like, mm. everyone, everyone in the circle was like, this is delicious. And I'm like, are you guys fucked? Are we drinking the same thing?
1: <laughs> Did you tell anybody you were pretending to like it besides me?
0: probably to be honest at that I, i'm honestly quite open but at the beginning i just remember being like
1: oh my god i'm sweating
0: <laughs> just like so you're saying you drink this every morning and like it <laughs> uh, but like, i won't even eat dark chocolate when people like give me dark chocolate as a treat i'm like this isn't a treat <laughs> Just give me like a caramel bar. Or something. You want the sugar stuff.
1: So there, there is a recipe. So in ceremony, you do make it um, really, really bitter, purposefully, because yeah. that that's when it's the most potent. But if it's for like everyday use, you use a lot less, and you could put honey in it, agave. You could put
0: like okay, so I can milk, add some milk. like stevia milk and stevia. Milk yeah, yeah, milk yeah. Like if it. you're okay. drinking it every
1: day as a replacement, you make it taste how you want it to taste. But can like, I add some vanilla. Whatever you like. Okay, um, but now but clearly, now I'm
0: now I'm open to yeah. Stepping foot back into the arena,
1: yeah, <laughs> but purely for like ceremonial purposes with cacao, though, um, it's it's best to have like less things in it because how I was taught by the Mayans. It's um the more things you add into a cup, like the more spirits that are in there. So like let's because they believe everything has a spirit.
0: Like so That's my multiple personalities.
1: <laughs> yeah, you don't want to drink that, right? Do not, do not. <laughs> There's no drinking that.
0: It's like you but drink. Uh, you're like, which one are you gonna get today? And I'm like, great question. Yeah. I haven't decided Yeah. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> but, but to but um but to everybody listening, like if you are first time hearing about cacao and stuff, um all it is is just literally it's it's pure um chocolate before it becomes actual chocolate like process. Like it grows on a tree. It's a beautiful tree has these alien looking like. Pods like different beautiful colors and shapes and um and indigenous cultures used to use this it was actually revered as valuable as gold thousands of years ago so people would trade cacao beans and gold um, and conch shells and other things but cacao is like so sought after and and not everybody can drink it because it was like this thing that like only the prestige within cultures and, and systems can drink so um, now, fortunately, we have like a, an amazing abundance of it. We're able to all partake in it. And it went through like a, a colonization process, just like tobacco did and coffee, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it's just a very healing um, plant medicine. It's, it's stacked with minerals and vitamins. And uh, it's, uh, it's, they call it the bliss molecule, the bliss molecule. That's what scientists call it. <laughs> and uh, because there's something in it called anandamide. And it's very, very, very potent, very potent. And it's pretty much like you know how they say chocolate is an aphrodisiac, like sexy time Valentine's Day by chocolate. Like it's actually bullshit in the marketing terms when it comes to like Valentine's Day, because people get high off the, the sugar rush. But um, but true, so? pure <laughs> true <And? laughs> true, pure chocolate, like cacao, it's 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 the purest um, aphrodisiac, and all it does, that's why it's a big spiritual tool because it just allows you to have a deeper introspection with self because you're in a state of like bliss, essentially.
0: If Valentine's Day rolled around and someone put on some chocolate body paint on me and it didn't have sugar in it, I'd be real mad.
1: You would sabotage that? I would be like, this person cares about you. They didn't put sugar in it.
0: Again, it depends on how many personalities were in my coffee and my cacao that
1: morning. <laughs> oh, we got we to gotta get you a, a good, uh, like a really... Like a latte cacao. We'll start you with that, with your little... Yeah,
0: that I'm open to. I'll, I'll, I'll... put in a
1: Starbucks cup just to trick you.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because yeah. surely I'll... Starbucks can't make it
1: that tastes nasty.
0: <laughs> God, not with that amount of sugar. Um, <laughs> yeah, wow. That's... Okay, so what's the difference then? Maybe you did touch on it. A cacao ceremony. So if you're going into a ceremony for a cacao versus like just drinking it in the morning or anytime you drink it, a ceremony. And what are you yeah. celebrating?
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, it depends on you. It depends yeah. on you because I have clients who, who work with it every morning and they do a, do a journaling practice with it. They're playing or writing music. They're writing mm-hmm. their book, whatever it is, because it's an it's a introspective tool because that, that Anandamide I told you about to put you in a state of bliss. So right. creativity flows. So um, regardless, it's a superfood anyway. That's why you see like in the stores, cacao nibs, this, that, blah, blah, blah. You use cacao powder and people add it in shakes. So it's healthy for the body. So now cacao ceremony is just an intentional way to commune with the spirit of cacao because it, it carries that, that sort of ceremony. Is. So, and it depends on the person and how they built the ceremony around it. it, it, it there's actually no one way um, right. through indigenous cultures to lead a cacao ceremony. So let's say how there is a way with ayahuasca, with San Pedro, like other kind of plant medicines, there's a way and a lineage how to do it. Cacao, there's actually no lineage on how to have an actual ceremony. That's more of like a new age thing happening. Um, so like it's just more an intentional sitting when you sit with cacao okay. and you're with a group of people. It just helps um for the um the community aspect and the and the, the vibes.
0: That's so awesome. I do love putting cacao nibs into my thing.
1: Cacao nibs but... they, they taste bad too. Like they taste like like really like especially the processed ones, to me they taste like plastic. That's probably the ones you like. Oh. <laughs> That's probably the, one, the ones that come with a little seal at the top, little plastic seal, and you, you reseal it. That's probably the ones you like, isn't it? <laughs>
0: next, t- next question. <laughs> <laughs> it's in a recyclable bag, though, at least. <laughs> it's refillable. I can go scoop it like the bulk barn of <laughs> the bulk barn, Oh,
1: I love the bulk <laughs> barn. I used to go ham on a bulk barn.
0: They don't have it in Vancouver. At least I've never like back home where I'm from. I'm from Toronto. Anyways, we're getting off topic. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Next, <laughs> let's get into the good stuff. Um because one of the tab i hate saying the word taboo but unfortunately sex is a very taboo topic still and what makes it even more taboo is that people are getting censored from speaking about it on instagram accounts are getting shut down like it actually makes me really scared to start talking about it because i'm afraid of the the digital repercussions that i might face just by facilitating these conversations and i even find it super interesting like platforms like OnlyFans that were just literally designed to have a subscription-based service for trainers, for anyone who wanted to sell something, like gets taken over by sex workers because there's no space for people Mm -hmm. to talk about it. But also why is every conversation around it have to be bad? Why can't we promote healthy relationships? Exploring Mm -hmm. our body, connection with partners, leaning into our sexuality, feeling our best self, like enhancing our lives why does the education around sex, why is it taboo? So one of the things that I'm super curious about the work that you do is Tantra, because for me, it's something, okay, let's rewind. When you guys listened to season one, and maybe you guys didn't, I'll give you like the Coles notes. And if you did, I'm sorry. You're going to hear this again for like the 70 millionth time. Fast forward at 30 seconds. Um, <laughs> but my last my last big relationship ended like four and a half, maybe five years ago. I don't know. It was a long time ago. And that was the breakup that was like something in my life has to change because I'm the common denominator here. Um, so I'm saying that I want these things, but I'm also like, why does this always happen to me? It's like that definition of insanity. <laughs> Um, and I decided that I was going to take a conscious effort to stop dating Mm -hmm. and stop talking to men, stop sleeping around. Like this was just like, how do I actually dive into this? So I, I did a little challenge. Let's do my six month no man diet here. And after six months, I started to lean into a lot of awesome things. And I started to really feel comfortable with myself and, It actually was like that gateway to be like, wow, we're actually going in this really awesome direction with self. And other things I noticed was that I'm very um, particular, specific about the people I would like to allow into my space now, both men and women. Um, But with partners, I'm like, "I've, I've created this safe place now. So like if you're not feeling like we're on the same level here, unfortunately, you're not coming into my space. No amount of sex is actually worth that. So that ended up turning into a year and then the pandemic hit. So then it was kind of like a forced extension because I was like, and it got to about two and a half years. I went two and a half years without having sex. I went two and a half years without being in a relationship. I had gone on the odd date here and there. And a lot of people were like, how the fuck did you go that long without having sex? Mm -hmm. And I can genuinely say that, I could not believe how closed off I was sexually, energetically prior to me doing this break Mm -hmm. because I had in the process of trying to find connection with anything around me, I didn't have connection to myself. And here I was like feeling like my relationships are never living up to the sex and the connection that I dreamed of, but I was actually never able to meet myself there either. So in that space of being alone, there was this really cool realization of like, wow, we actually are not taught. And there is so much shame around spending time alone to find pleasure within ourselves. Like you use the word like masturbating and people are like, whoa, like we can't talk about that. And I just thought it was incredible. Like one of the conversations we had at a dinner with our girlfriends and one of my close girlfriends was like, I just find it super interesting that no one can ever talk about a woman being by herself and still feeling well fucked. Mm. And I was like, whoa. And in that, in that time, were there people that I would have been like, oh my God, I would love to have a connection. But I was like, I'm not doing this just to have like a random one night stand. That's probably not going to fulfill me sexually. It's like I, I started to really think about what I was doing. So in that space, I did start to lean into myself and my sexuality and I feel like I was always curious about Tantra Mm -hmm. but to me I just related Tantra to like Kama Sutra
1: Mm -hmm.
0: and I feel like that's really common for a Mm -hmm. lot of people so I want to dive into Tantra in general and like the difference between like what is Tantra and like what is Tantric sex yeah tell us what what Tantra is
1: yeah so first thing I I love what you said about that and also your friend about like Nobody ever talks about a woman not having sex being well fucked, and um, gratefully nowadays there's many amazing women who are teaching um, self pleasure practices, so you yeah. so women can feel that way without needing a man needing that thing in the space. Um, I find the whole topic of sex uh, very um, very fascinating, um, purely because what are we about? Like seven point eight billion people on this planet right now, and Every single person is product of sex. Every single person is product of sex. And I'm not even talking about animals that have sex and other things, like everything that's alive. Everyone
0: and- was having sex except me.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody went through a reproductive process to be here, yet it's the most taboo thing to speak about yeah. all the time. Like I've been one of those people who's been shadow banned on, on um, social media. Um, Instagram because I, I put the word sex or I put the word masturbation and you know like not talking about anything specifically educational stuff so it really it really boggles my mind that it's very 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 um, taboo and I feel like it's it's by design and however you're listening to this uh, how you take it it's by design when it comes to marketing world culture um, because the thing is if you're able to literally find find that thing within yourself Explore yourself. You find that pleasure point, that peace point, that power point within you. Like you're literally uncontrollable. Mm -hmm. Like you're literally uncontrollable because you found, as I like to call it, you you found the space where you could touch the face of God, wherever it's at. And you don't need anybody or anything external from you to actually be there. So this leads me to what Tantra actually is. And traditional Tantra is what I practice. Like, um, for example, Tulum. They it's freaking like everything they they associate Tantra with just swingers and sex. And that's not Tantra. That's that's what I call Neo Tantra, like the Neo people, the Neo spiritual community doing that. Traditional Tantra is a bunch of um, pujas, meditations and long, long, long chants, um, how monks would do it. And specifically, I was taught in um, Tibetan Tantra and I went to I had my first big tantric experience. Um, in Southeast Asia. And I went to this experience thinking that I was going to learn certain things, like learn. Um,
0: the Kama Sutra.
1: Yeah, pretty much. They're <laughs> um, like, and I went
0: to Asia to have sex.
1: <laughs> yeah. I
0: meditated for yeah. seven weeks.
1: <laughs> it ended up, it was worse than meditation. I wish it was just only meditation. Like we had to do these things called prostations. And prostations, what I call, it's called, I call them Buddha burpees. So I don't know if you've ever seen like those countries where they like they do like the prayer up, down, they go to their knees, they put their Mm. knees flat, come back up. We had to do those like about 150 to 200 a day, including meditating um, to deities, though. So this is the tantric part. So let's say um, uh, where today we're working with um, Kali, like uh, the goddess Kali, K-A-L-I. Um, we have a picture of Kali in front of us on the shrine altar, and then we close our eyes when we see her here and we have our mala beads and we're praying 108 times to the energy of Kali, essentially saying, can we, I want to become you like your energy, please come into me. And this is the tantric practice. So I can embody these qualities of this goddess essentially. So traditional tantra is, is very, very, very deep and sacred. And also even monks who practice for their whole lives and their kids, um, a lot of them don't even go down the path to learn sexual secrets, because it's it's also it's 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 not given to everybody or gifted to everybody. So nowadays it's just very like free fraud. Oh, we had tantric sex. That's bullshit. No, you didn't. Did you guys see God? No, so you didn't have tantric sex, because it's an energetic thing. It's mm-hmm. it's not it's not a it's not a, a it's not a let me have your body and you have my body. and We masturbate together. That's that's what the Neo-Tantric people essentially do. Let's masturbate together with both of our bodies. Traditional Tantra, it literally starts through your heart. My teacher, he would always say, um, um, he only teaches people who have a compassionate, innocent heart, a compassionate, innocent heart. That's the he teaches those people, secrets, things that other people don't necessarily get to learn. Because he knows that a level of innocence has to be present in order to hold such type of wisdom information and not use it for um, bad things, not use it for manipulation, not yeah. use it for all of that.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, so the root of Tantra actually has nothing to do with sex. Yeah. Now, sex
1: is a big part of it. Like, like I said, like it's big, but to even get to that point, years and years and years of devotion to a practice before you can even be in that space because it takes discipline. Like if you can sit there and meditate for years, you can sit there and do prostrations every day. You can sit there and sweep the floor when there's no dirt on it for years as they do, then you're ready to hold certain ancient wisdoms. So Tantra rooted is not sex-based. It's not sex-based, but there are definitely things within Tantra that's like, yeah, like it's, it, it's very fun. You know, it's very fun if you're with somebody who's vibing at the same level as his practice, like it's, yeah. But, um, how we see it, how social media sees Tantra, it's the opposite of what we see.
0: One of the questions that I wanted to ask you, or one of the things I, I wanted to talk about was, do people need a partner to start practicing Tantra or like, how can people start to practice it alone before bringing in a partner?
1: Mm, absolutely a great or maybe question.
0: you're like me and born again virgin you know like what?
1: <laughs> you're, you're a saint nun whatever they call them nowadays <laughs> yeah every month question. I'd have
0: to do a, a pregnancy test for Accutane because you can't get your new prescription and she'd be like come in and take your pee test and every month I'd be like wow you're really reminding me that I'm just not doing it with anybody <laughs> driving 20 minutes to go pee in a cup that I'm like, the only way this is going to happen is if I'm literally the Virgin Mary. Like until, there's no, yeah.
1: Until you start practicing <laughs> self tantra, then like oh the, the immaculate conception happens. <laughs> I, I pray that for you. No, don't, for you. do
0: not. Do not. Please, I'm not ready.
1: <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So you can, you can practice Um, and that, that's how I, um, I recommended how I was taught by many of my teachers. It's self cultivation. it's it's devotion. So there's two parts, um, how I was taught with Tantra. There's, um, there's white Tantra simply, and then there's red Tantra. So white Tantra is purely like you're on your own journey with yourself, excuse me, own journey with self, um, doing practices, devotion to, to you and to your walk. Red Tantra is essentially another person who's been in the white Tantra journey, just as you are, but you guys come together, and and you you have certain particular practices that you do with moving energy, with ceremonies, with all the things. But together practice. So um, also too, traditionally, like in tantric, like many years ago, and also still to the case today with many people. Uh, let's say like you're partnered, like you're you're married. It's a Western thing to actually um, sleep in the same bed with your with your husband or wife or whatever it is. It's a very Western thing. And it's very Western thing to also have sex in the same place that you sleep all the time. this is also another reason why a lot of people get tired of having sex. A lot of times with their partners becomes very boring because you're sleeping. You're doing everything, sleeping, watching TV, reading books. You're doing everything in one place.
0: Kitchen counter. So underrated. It's Yeah.
1: Bathroom sink. <laughs> underrated. Like, <laughs> you know, like bathroom sink has the mirror as even better. So for me, so it's like, it becomes that. So in traditional Tantra, there's like situations where, um, let's say woman has her own room, um, man has his own room and they have like a temple space where they go and they, they practice red Tantra together. Um, and also to you listening as well, um, how I teach it and how I was taught, um, these practices literally, um, when, with self-cultivation, it doesn't matter if you're, if your preference is man, preference is woman, if you're non-binary, it doesn't matter. Like you can still, work on these practices together. And it's important that you hear that because self-cultivation is for everybody. It's not for um, your desires of what you want and what you're attracted mm-hmm. to. Um, so yeah, self-cultivation, it's, there's many chips and tools. And, and uh, one thing I like to share is um, um, for men, I teach men semen retention. I teach men how to literally hold their ejaculation for certain periods of time. Um, and this is a self-cultivation practice because now if a man is doing this, let's say for months, for years, he's in this practice when he's finally partnered with somebody in this situation, let's say he's, he found his wife um, that he's with. When they're in this love-making state, like the end goal is not ejaculation In modern day sex. The end goal for men is coming, you know, Oh, I come and got mine. I'm done.
0: Well, for but women it, too. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like, it's like an agenda. There's like yeah. a, something there happening. I ticked an off the box
0: yeah. An end
1: game. Exactly. I ticked off the box in true tantra with that's why um my teacher would always say compassion patience innocence i had friends who used to um, get annoyed Mm -hmm. like yeah i was i was down (laughs) i was down on on my woman and um and uh she just she wouldn't orgasm and and she normally does and like i was going and i got tired and i stopped i was like why'd you stop i was like maybe she wasn't ready to orgasm so that patience and compassion compassion for where she's at wherever she's at emotionally in that time of lovemaking, if she doesn't want you, hopefully you have a space where she could be like, I don't want that now. But until then, don't give up. Keep being curious. And this is what, um, so with men, it's like if I teach them a senior retention practice, it helps them prolong the sexual experience, the intimacy experience with their partner, because they're able to now have command over if they ejaculate or not, no matter how delicious and amazing it might feel. By breathing and having these techniques, they can now control um, themselves in the situation and be able to be present for their partner. You follow?
0: Mm -hmm. I follow. Yeah. And I like agree because I've gotten to a a point where I actually, I feel like I told you this in person and I'll save some of the details, obviously for an obvious reason. (laughs) But I had like my my I had my sexual awakening back in the fall mm. and I never in a million years thought I'm like, I, well, all I could think about was how could I not have sex like that with a partner that I had for years to meet this person where it was this instant connection and have the type of sex that I've just been like, I was like, okay, that must've been half an hour. And I look at my clock and it was five and a half hours. Mm-hmm. And I was just lost in this like time travel of, oh my God, I really hope my fucking parents aren't listening to this. I
1: hope they
0: are.
1: (laughs) (laughs) They should be proud of their daughter. Vulnerability. You you
0: get out there. You go fuck all those dudes. Just kidding. Oh my God, I gotta take that out. I actually don't do that. So I don't want you guys to think that that's what I'm about. But (laughs) it was so incredible it was like my reward almost. Mm-hmm. It's like you held off and then you say no to lots of connections. Yeah. Because it just didn't feel an alignment. And then you feel this intense connection in person. And I actually set out some boundaries and I just said to him, like, you know, I'm not interested in just sleeping around. Like I'm only interested in sleeping with you if this is how it's going to go down. I won't use my exact wording. And um, he was like, no one's ever said that to me. And 1,000% yes. And it was just the first time I just didn't feel shame around sexuality. Because, you know, again, my friend, you I don't know, you've met Kelsey or know Kelsey Grant. And mm-hmm. we talk about this quite open, openly. But it's just the most simple thing she always says. If you can't talk about sex, you should not be having sex. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, it's the most simple and true thing. And mm-hmm. if I'm not allowed... Or sorry, not it's not that I'm not allowed. If I don't feel confident enough to ask for what I want mm-hmm. and talk about what I want and need with the person that yeah. I'm a- allowing to literally enter my body, <laughs> yeah, you should not be having sex with that person. And Absolutely. I just didn't understand why that was such a difficult concept to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, and that kind of like changed the game for me. It raised the bar to be like, this is just what I want and my connections. Yeah. And that experience transformed my last relationship. Um, again, by the time you guys are listening to this, we're, we're going to be a few months down from when we've recorded, but my my last relationship changed because I went in, I entered into a safe space where not only did I feel like I was safe to integrate, but I was safe to ask for what I wanted. Yeah. And it was That's the piece. That's yeah. the piece. Because
1: you said earlier, you said, uh, you said the confidence, the confidence in asking for what you want. But even for people listening, it's like, if you don't have the confidence, it's let's have the space where you feel safe to without confidence to ask for what you desire.
0: Yeah. I mean, it is still scary. It's not like I just busted mm-hmm. through the door and be like with some handcuffs and a rope and be like, we're doing this. Um, it actually is really scary to um, to talk about integrating new things with your partner, especially as you're still learning that partner. How do you actually um, talk about things that you want or changing things in the bedroom without making your partner feel inadequate? Because it's mm-hmm. not about like, hey, you suck. I don't like having sex with you. Or like, hey, I'm, I'm not getting the sex that I want because of you. But like, how do you, how do you have people? Like, I feel like it's easy for me going into that last relationship because mm-hmm. it was new. What if I'm in a marriage or relationship that's four years old? Like, how do I now go to my partner and say like, hey, I, I need to switch it up?
1: Yeah, um, it's a great question. And a lot of people don't ask those questions because they feel they're going to offend. And a lot of people are with people, partner with people who take things very personally. So I understand that and something like this like I always would share with my clients it's um if you're in a relationship that you're able to ask for your desires same way you could ask for like I want Chinese food for dinner I want Italian for dinner you know But
0: most people can't actually say what they want for dinner so that's the problem <laughs> Yeah
1: yeah and and it's 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 coming to that you know yeah. it's 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 coming to that space and um particularly for men um, as men, we're hardwired to want to please. We're hardwired to want to please our partner, no matter what. Above all, like even if we don't have an agenda, like back of our mind, it's like I just want my lover to be in pleasure. So um, for a man to receive feedback, and it's not critique, it's not criticism, it's actually feedback. Because if I'm sitting, let's say I'm I'm going down on my partner and I'm 30 minutes in, she's just like, it's like, okay, but it's not like, oh my God, like I want to know how I'm going to improve. Like, I would like to know that. And I feel most men, especially if they take pride in like, oh, I'm a great lover. It's like, okay, you have to receive this. And as a woman, I would say, it's actually say, yeah, I love that. And can you do more of this? I really love when you do that thing. Or can you do it this way? First time I experienced that because, um, of course, my tantric journey years ago when it began, I was led by an amazing, powerful woman who's been in the practice for a decade at least. And mm-hmm. and I was in there and I was kind of intimidated a little bit. But at the same time, I was just like, I was still feeling myself. because I was like, I have this beautiful woman who has all this knowledge and wisdom and these things. And I was really, really excited. And I remember halfway through, um, she just stopped me. She goes a little bit more to the left. And then a part of me, I was just like, I kind of froze a little bit. And I was like, like what do you, this?
0: do you Like the audacity, like, let me do what I'm good at.
1: <laughs> and then like, I, at first I was like, man, like I, I took it as myself of like, I'm inadequate. Mm-hmm. I'm not oh. doing good enough. But then something clicked. I was like, wow, I love this because we're actually in this experience together. We're co-creating mm-hmm. this experience together. So I'm going to be led by this right now because ultimately we both want to experience peace and pleasure yeah. right now. So I took it like, yes. I yeah. don't to be led. Tell me what you want more of that. And, and if it changes, let me know.
0: Yeah. And I think sometimes like it's always nice. Like I, I said this to my, my last partner a few times and not just in a sexual context is learning, especially when you feel more level, that giving feedback doesn't always it's not made to make you feel inadequate or that you're not doing something good enough. Like I always wanted to give feedback and say like, Hey, this is how this is making me feel. And I'm doing this to deepen our connection because I love you. And I'm not just telling you to say like you're a piece of shit.
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) And I don't think that happens until you're in a safe place because otherwise I just look in the past and I'm like, even with friendships, with any relationship, Mm -hmm. when I wasn't in that safe place, it's like everyone was either out to get me or I wasn't good enough. It was like, it always kind of led back to like where I was personally at. Mm -hmm. Um, So going back to like the no sex thing, for me, it was like, I'm just tired of having sitting in this like space of constant mediocrity. I'd rather just not do it because it's not fair to me and it's also not fair to the people i'd be engaging with if that makes sense yeah
1: yeah absolutely yeah Yeah. and that's where that's where self-cultivation comes in because it's like it's it's literally an energy exchange like um, we say like you allowing somebody to penetrate your body and also men don't think about this too it's like you also a man putting his lingam his penis inside of another body and let's say um, somebody's going through something like turmoil energetically. It's like we take on a lot of these things, especially if you're an empath, you know, so we, we yeah. get to be discerning on who we share these these moments with. This is why tantra is another thing. It's like mm-hmm. I'm having tantric sex and I'm like, no, you're not. Like if, if you are, like I know about that person, like they're, they're, they're not really handling their shit and this is, could be a reason why you're not feeling good either. So there's a lot of energetics in the space when it comes to this.
0: Yeah, it's it's so interesting to for people to I first learned about cord cutting after that last big breakup and the mm-hmm. energy my energy coach that I was working with at the time put me on the table and she's like, Yeah, you have anytime you have a connection with someone, especially when they enter your body, like they literally have cords attached to you, like energetic cords. Um and I'm 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 struggling it with even I'm struggling with it even more so now because I'm more aware mm-hmm. of being an empath that I'm like, I have days where I feel like I can't turn it off. Or I had days in Morocco that were actually so overwhelming to me because I walked up a street and it just felt like ping, 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 mm-hmm. ping. like I'm crying happy tears under my sunglasses because of a beautiful interaction with a man who, just genuinely was so excited to help and I can feel this person's pain and this person's sadness and this person's confusion. And I walked, you know, that meme of like the electrocuted, like Fox on the chair, like yes, <laughs> that was me. I sat in a coffee shop and my partner was like, are you okay? And I'm like, I just need a minute to cry because I don't know what just happened in the last seven mm-hmm. minutes. So going back to like now knowing that about me, But being closed off to that most of my life, not knowing that this is actually like how the human body works and functions and exists and like partying, going out, sleeping around random relationships, not having standards about who comes in my space, like all of these things. It's just like these like two worlds that exist at the same time and it's basically like well, it's kind of like one world, but how you choose to see it. I'm either in this space of like being aware or I'm like this side of like complete, like completely oblivious. (laughs) Yeah. And yeah. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's been a super interesting experience for sure, but it also feels, you'd think it becomes like more complicated because at times it did feel more complicated. And now it's like a lot more simple. You're just like, my, my world, my rules.
1: <laughs> yeah. Your standards, like this, standards. Is, this, this, <laughs> is, this, is, this is your body and, and yeah. standards, non-negotiables and, yeah. and everybody gets to create these things. And it's not like, oh, I don't have them. It's more like you get to create them. It just, we just weren't taught them. Yeah. And for women in self-cultivation, like I've, I've referred many, um, of my clients to, um, friends that I know, like very, very profound, um, female practitioners who work with, womb stuff because a yeah. lot of women like the womb is like you hold so much trauma in there so much yeah. beauty and depth of course yeah but also there's layers stuff that's happened get stored in there so working with obsidian wands and crystal wands like with mm-hmm. pleasuring practices that's part of the self-cultivation and if you're going through that kind of deep work it's like do not let some bum ass dude come into your space <laughs> you know like literally no, don't. Do not. And, you know, like you've done so much work. It's like right? closed Why?
0: for business. <laughs> yeah,
1: like it's, it's, it's literally a portal where like a baby comes, you know? It's literally a portal where a baby comes. So if you had a baby now, like, and think about this too, like mind shift. It's like um, one day, do you aspire to be a mom one
0: day? With the right person? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. With the right person. Let's say you're in yeah. this like bubble. You just fucking love this person. You're going to get married, you going to have children, whatever, the whole shebang. And it's like literally the thing you're going to love the most besides your partner is that child. And it's coming through a space where we have sex. Yeah. So keeping that mentality of like who you allow into your body is very, very important because yeah. the thing you love most is going to come through that space.
0: Yeah. I love that. There's one last thing I want to talk about before we, before I, I let you get on with your life. <laughs> We touched on it super quick earlier, but I want to go back to people already in relationships. How do you recommend this initiation of like acknowledging maybe I'm not getting what I want? Maybe I'm not actually satisfied. Maybe I'm afraid that it might end my relationship if I bring Mm -hmm. it up. Like, How do you work with people that are in couples to start incorporating more intimacy, more connection, more just like intentional sex? into yeah. their relationships.
1: Yeah, this is um, a space gets to create, has to be created, gets to be outside of the bedroom. So it's actually like a set time. Like you you ask your partner, hey, can we talk for 15, 20 minutes? And coming into the space with a very, very open heart, soft, compassionate, innocent, and affirming that this is not, um, this is not anything about inadequacy. It's just about desires. Like, I'm curious to grow with you. You know, I'm curious to grow with you. So I want to have this conversation. Like, I love you so much. And are you willing to do A, B, or C? Yeah. So, so cueing, the, cueing in first the like the, the emotional uh, um, uh, connection, like, I love you. I want to do this with you. However, I am curious and I want to explore more. Will you do this with me? You know, it's like an adventure. Um, and I feel from my experience of working with couples and individuals, it's that invitation to adventure is always met with like, yes, let's explore, you know, mm-hmm. and also putting down ground rules and like um, we're going to have a space and create a space of open feedback, a feedback of like, if I like more of this, I'm going to tell you if I don't like that so much, I'm going to also tell you. But it doesn't mean you're doing it wrong oh, little quotations, mm-hmm. air quotations, um, you're not doing it wrong. It's just that I prefer something different because what you like on Tuesday night might be also different than what you want on Friday night.
0: Yeah, we don't want Naturally. To the same thing every night. Isn't I'm saying, you know? <laughs>
1: I'm saying so we got to switch We're, it up.
0: We like tapas. We like <laughs> Yeah.
1: Yeah. So it's inviting, it's inviting like um curiosity adventure into the space. Now if somebody's not budging for that, then you get to also, you know, you get to examine um, your relationship and, and your growth and, and the person's maybe unwillingness to grow or not a, a ability not to create a safe space. So there's many ways, and you know, the person literally better than anybody else because you're, you're obviously with them. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the best approach, but I found through adventure and curiosity with a soft open heart, like people are usually like, yeah, let's do this. You know? I
0: love that. I love that. Um, that was a lot. We talked about a lot of things. (laughs) I'm sweating. Yeah, I just grilled you. (laughs) No, I'm actually so happy um, to have you on the show. I, I feel like this is such, this is a topic and all of these things are topics that I feel like I could speak about for hours and hours and hours. But I think just by listening to this, having a simple goal of if your ears perked up, And if it sparks some curiosity in you to be like, whoa, maybe I have been, I've been suppressing this a little bit or like maybe I'm not as actually, maybe I'm not as happy as I thought I was. Maybe I'm not actually getting all my needs met from myself or from others. So if it just sparked a little bit of curiosity to have people want to explore a little bit more and dive into it, like I think that's just so awesome. and yeah, tell us, tell us how people can reach you. I mean, I'm going to link all your info in the show notes, but yeah, I know you work with men and women in different capacities. So tell us a little bit about that and the type of person that works with you.
1: Yeah. I work with men who look and uh, dive into more sexual mastery, um, sexual energy mastery, the non-sex based Tantra. Um, that's similar to the work I did on, um, too hot to handle on Netflix with the guys, like just pretty much giving them tools, how to, um, uh, calm down their, uh, their very, very perky testosterone, um, and use it in other ways. Um, I work with men in that, in that form, um, with women, it's about, um, safety. It's the number one thing, safety, their inner, um, masculine and feminine dynamics, polarities, sort of say, and then also confidence, you know, like I, I actually, I serve, um, a lot of women who they usually say, I've never been led by a man before. And it always comes down to this thing of, like, not feeling safe. Usually they've had female Mm. coaches or, you know, done things like that. So um, I work with women with that, just essentially providing a safe space to see what comes up. Uh, But, yeah, IG, Instagram. um, You can holler at me there, uh, my website. Uh, We'll link your
0: real account.
1: Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Uh,
0: (laughs) My only fans. Yeah, not, not all the fake accounts asking uh, oh me. my God. Can I, can I, can I do a little, like,
1: can I do <laughs> yeah. like a 30 second, like just rant on this please?
0: Absolutely. Like the people
1: I like, can, like, I love your heart. Thank you for, for helping so much. But you messaging me, asking me if this is me is actually worse than the fucking scammer. Like it's, it's literally like I get about 80 messages a week, 80 to hundred messages a week. Is this you? Yes,
0: ma'am. Do you, do, do you I think created it's a second me? account oh. to ask you for
1: And it's like, you can see like, you're following me for spirituality, stuff and intuition yet, you know, it's like, oh my God. So please, I I love all your hearts, but please stop messaging me and and every other creator. Like it's not them. Yeah. I don't, I don't have time for that.
0: Stop clicking (laughs) fake links in your Instagram and stop sending Uh, people money on PayPal. And
1: I don't offer readings. (laughs) Jesus Christ. I'm gonna go drink some bitter cacao. Well, you know what I
0: think you should do though? Okay. I swear this is the last thing I'm gonna say then we're gonna hang up. Do you remember the show To Catch a Predator? Yes. Fuck, I love that show. I think what we do is we do this to catch a predator style. We book the reading, we send the money, we show up for the reading, we see who it is. I don't think the person will actually show up, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's what
1: I was about to say. I said, Ali, you're gonna get got because once the PayPal goes through, there's no reading That's the catch.
0: Yeah, but if we send it through services, uh, we'll just ask for our money back.
1: Yeah, it's funny. Like, <laughs> is this like, you? Maybe
0: they're doing it without, maybe they're actually doing readings for people and it's just uh, your profile yeah. picture, right? No. But they're yeah. just doing the voice.
1: Yeah. And my, my favorite one was this woman. She she messaged me. And she goes, is this you? I paid for a reading and I haven't gotten it yet. I paid $85. And, and I was like, what was the PayPal? And she said, it was it was uh, Mark Alejo. At, uh, at, at dot, dot, dot something at PayPal. And I was like, what? <laughs> Is my name Mark?
0: No, they sent it uh, to your booking manager, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Telling- Ali, I appreciate
1: you so much. I just thank you. Thank you for all you do. And oh yeah, gosh. the lightheartedness of conversation. It's, um, yeah, it's beautiful. And um, yeah, and if anybody wants to get down and curious about um, plant medicines, the jungle, indigenous communities in the amazon rainforest hit me up if you want to be down and come experience my vibe and sip some stuff come holler at me <laughs> i'll
0: think about it <laughs> <laughs> thank you you definitely should go. you'll be in europe
1: though you definitely should come
0: thank you for listening to this week's episode of unfiltered with ali Just a friendly reminder that I have new episodes that drop every single week, including some bonus content called Honey Check, co-hosted with my best friend, Jenna Garrell, where we catch up for some classic girl talk. If you like what you heard, please be sure to subscribe to the show. And of course, leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Not only do I love hearing what you guys think of the episodes, but it helps support the show so much. Lastly, be sure to connect with me over on Instagram at at unfilteredwithally. You'll be able to access a ton of extra content from each of the episodes, slide into my DMs, and you can find the link for my free online Facebook community. This is designed for inspiring, badass woman all around the world. I can't wait to chat with you next week. Bye.